uh, our topic is a Puritan understanding of Christmas. And this is a very short, just some comments. What day is today? Today's December 25th. You know whose birthday it is today? Miriam. My daughter, Miriam. It's her birthday. And, of course, my, my father-in-law, who's been gone many years now. Um, just a brief understanding why, you know, why this church, why we do not celebrate Christmas, the Christ Mass, uh, and just some reasons why. What are the Puritan arguments? So this is going to be very informal. I haven't even really prepared anything. This is off the top of my head. Um, why is it that we do not celebrate Christmas? And why did the Puritans emphatically reject Christmas and all the early Presbyterians? And uh, it was a Roman Catholic thing, really. It was a Lutheran thing and an Episcopal thing. Why? Well, first, ask yourself, is it commanded by God? Is it something we're required to do by God in the Scripture? And the answer is no. It's not commanded. It's not authorized. It's not instituted by God. Therefore, what's the point? What's the point? I'll just read a passage here. Deuteronomy 12. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, for every abomination of the Lord which he hates they have done to their gods, so they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire of their gods. And here's the command to avoid syncretism. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. Is Christmas something that is in the New Testament, or is it something we're taught to do in Scripture, or is it something that men made up? And the answer is it's a human tradition made up by men. Therefore, it's not lawful. It's not lawful. Number two, uh, and this is related to the first one, can it be proved to be true? Can, it, can Christmas, the idea that Christ was born December 25th, uh, can that be proved to be true? So if you're celebrating Christmas as Christ's birthday, which is what people are doing, uh, are they advocating something that is taught in Scripture and is provable? And the answer is no. And what does the Bible say? You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Uh, Exodus 20, verse 16. There is no evidence that Christmas is true. Well, what's, what are you going to say? What's the objection to what I just said? Well, it might be true. It might be true. It's a possibility that it's true. You never know. He might have been born. Well, it's very unlikely. And if you can't prove it's true, what are you doing teaching that it might be true? The purpose of biblical Christianity is for us to... Uh, learn what God says, and teach that to our neighbor and our children. We're not to teach, we're not to speculate, we're not to make up stuff. It's only what is provable in Scripture. And I'll never forget when I was a security guard at retirement for rich people, an old man came up to me, he was a cranky old atheist, and he said to me, it was Christmas time and they had all these trees and decorations. And he said, Christmas is a, bu is a bunch of uh, bullpucky, not his language, it was a little harsher, uh, it's like the Easter bunny and the Easter eggs. And, you know, he's kind of right. Now, the incarnation is something we celebrate every Lord's Day in the Christian Sabbath. That's that's provable. Uh, we celebrate the whole work of redemption every, every Lord's Day. But a separate annual Holy Day called Christmas is not in the Bible at all. And it's not provable that Jesus was born in December. In fact, it's very likely that he was born in the fall of the year. Uh, if you study scripture, I have a big lengthy thing in a book. I have a book on that. And then closely related to what we just said, number three. Can it be a true object of faith? Now, what do I mean by that? Well, Paul says, Romans 14, 23, whatever is not of faith is sin. 
Now, in the area of art or writing a book of fiction or fantasy, you can certainly make up things as long as they're not immoral. You know, you don't want to write about pornography or something. Uh, but in the area of religion, in the area of the faith, uh, we're only to accept what God has given us, and that is we have to, are to have faith in that. Right? Well, if we cannot prove that Christ was born on December 25th, then it is not an act of faith to honor that day. In fact, it's not an act of faith in what God has said. It's an act of faith in what man has said through human tradition because it was made up in the 3rd or 4th century by the Roman Catholic Church uh, to try to get pagans to stop celebrating Saturnalia. The sun god, of course, in their view, the sun god was born on December 25th, and that's where the holy day of Christmas comes from. It doesn't come from the Bible. So it's not an object of faith. If it's not an object of faith, we're forbidden to, to do it. And then number four. Does it have elements of paganism in it? Or we could say, is it syncretistic? Is it a pure biblical ordinance? Or is it syncretistic? And the answer is, uh, the day comes from Saturnalia. And all the things surrounding it, the tree, the mistletoe, the yule log, all those things come from paganism. And this is not my opinion. This is acknowledged by Protestant scholars. It's acknowledged by Lutherans. It's acknowledged by Roman Catholic scholars. It's acknowledged by secular scholars that Christmas was made up and incorporated into the church at least two and a half centuries after the death of the apostles. It has nothing to do with the Bible, and it's an admixture of paganism with Christianity. Now, let's say your wife was born in May. Let's say your wife's birthday is May 15th. And you come to your wife and you say, you know, uh, Baal was born on September 3rd. From now on, I want to celebrate your birthday on September 3rd because we really like that day. And we want to honor you on the day of Baal. Would you find that offensive? Well, what do you think Christ thinks when they take the, bir the, the birthday of the sun god and they make it his birthday? When it, There's no reality to it. It's, it's completely a lie. It's completely taken from paganism. Is Christ honored by a lie? Is Christ honored by mixing paganism with the day? And the answer is absolutely not. It's sinful. And then we ask, and we've already kind of answered this, did it arise long after the death of the apostles, or do we find the celebration of Christmas in the New Testament and in the apostolic church? And the answer is no. The, op the apostles, following the example of Jesus, and of course the Old Testament law, there was a weekly Sabbath, Christ comes. The day was positivistic, but the requirement of worship, pure concentrated worship was not positivistic. It's moral. The day was changed from Saturday to Sunday, from the eighth day of the week to the first day of the week in honor of the resurrection of Christ and his victory of salvation. And if you look at the appearances of Christ in the New Testament, he always appeared on the first day of the week to the apostles. And we always find the apostles meeting for public worship on the first day of the week. So we have a ordinance that can be proved from approved historical example in Scripture. By good and necessary consequence, we believe in a weekly celebration of the person and work of Christ. Christmas? No. 
it arose, and everybody acknowledges this, it arose around 350. It started in the West, and it spread to the East, and it became universal. It is part of the corruption of the Church that became the Roman Catholic Church. It is a Roman Catholic Holy Day. It's a mixture of paganism with Christianity. It is a lie. It is not based on Scripture, and therefore it is sinful because it is not commanded, and it is not required by Scripture, and it teaches something that is simply not true. If you want to make up a holy day, let's say about Willie Mays or Willie McCovey or uh, the Yankees, uh, that's bad enough, and they probably wouldn't like that. But you certainly don't want to do it about the, the sinless Son of God who came to earth. You don't want to lie about what his ministry. You don't want to lie about his incarnation. And then, of course, does it detract from the Christian Sabbath, which is commanded? And the answer is absolutely. Evangelicals, even the best of the evangelicals, John MacArthur, teaches that the Sabbath is no longer binding. The Jewish expression of the Sabbath, which was the first day, which was the seventh day, has been changed to the first day of the week by the resurrection of Christ. That's true. But there are ten commandments. That the, the number ten is a, a number for completeness and perfection. God doesn't have nine commandments. He has ten commandments, and the Sabbath is still required. But uh, Christians don't honor the Sabbath anymore. They don't believe in the Sabbath anymore. But do they believe in Christmas? Yes, they do. And they defend it tooth and nail. And everybody gets Christmas off, but society doesn't work to close the mall, the shopping malls and all these other things on the Sabbath. There's no respect for the Sabbath in our culture and society anymore, but there's great respect for, for Christmas. And so you have to ask yourself, if Christmas is something that pleases Christ, if it's commanded by God, if, if, if God loves the idea of Christmas on December 25th as an annual holy day, an annual celebration of the incarnation and birth of Christ, why do sodomites love it? Why do atheists love it? Why do the Japanese love it? Why do everybody throughout the world love it? When it has, because, why does the world love it? Because it has nothing to do with the Bible. It's a, it's a pagan mixture of paganism with Christianity. And then we have another objection we deal with. This would be seven or eight. Well, why can't we just arbitrarily, why can't we just say, well, to us, Christmas is a secular day like the 4th of July. And therefore, we can have our little secular day uh, like the 4th of July. Well, that's... It suffers from being arbitrary and inconsistent. It's arbitrary in that, what is the day called? Well, the origin of Christmas is the word Christ Mass. It was a special Mass day in the Roman Catholic Church, a holy day. It was a special holy day associated with who? Jesus Christ. Now, anything associated with Jesus Christ is, by definition, not a secular day. So you can't say it is a secular day. It is not a secular day. So people, when people do that, they're just saying, I want to sin, I want to disobey the Word of God, and here's my excuse for disobeying the Word of God. That is no different than Bill Clinton saying, well, I didn't have sex with that woman. In other words, he didn't have sexual intercourse, he just had oral sex. That's arbitrary. And it's inconsistent. It is a holy day. It is associated with the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ. It teaches a lie. It is not an object of faith because it cannot be proved from Scripture. 
You could say, well, there's one in a 365-day chance it might be true. That's not proof. Faith requires evidence. Faith, people, people have to understand, faith is not faith in faith. Faith is not faith in the irrational. Faith is something provable. Faith is something that we can sink our teeth into. If it is not a faith, it is sin, Paul says. If you can't prove it from the Word of God, it is a sin. And then you add the fact that it's pagan. What did Jacob do with the servants? His servants had come out of paganism. They all wore earrings that had been dedicated to Baal. What did he make them do? He made them take them off and melt them down and get rid of them. Well, what about Doug Wilson's argument? We take the Christmas tree in our house and we take dominion over the tree. We take that which is pagan and we Christianize it and make it, we take dominion over it. Is that what the Bible teaches? No. What did God say about idols in the Old Testament? They're to be crushed. They're to be burned. They're to be ground to powder. And they're to be cast into a stream. And all the pagan sites were to be turned into ash heaps and demolished. God didn't say, take what is pagan and Christianize it. He said, obliterate it. You can't take something which is intrinsically sinful and make it holy. It's just impossible. So those are some of the reasons why Puritans uh, uh, did not celebrate Christmas and why we shouldn't celebrate it. And uh, just let you know, in Puritan New England and in Scotland, in the greatest Reformation time, celebrating Christmas was illegal. You would go to jail, you'd pay a fine, and celebrating Christmas would get you barred from the Lord's Supper, and if you didn't stop, you'd be excommunicated. Why? Because it's a sin. Now, the fact that it's accepted by 99.99% of Christians today, does that make it not a sin? No. Let God be true and every man a liar. We don't go, we don't vote by majority opinion as to what is sin and what is not sin. The Word of God is our standard. Sola Scriptura. If you want to have a family day, you want to get together, you want to exchange gifts, fine. Don't do it on December 25th and don't call it Christmas and don't get the pagan paraphernalia associated with Christmas and don't give it any honor because when you do, you're sinning. You're violating Scripture. You're teaching a lie about Christ. We have a hard enough time preaching the gospel. We don't need to add human myths to it and paganism to it. It doesn't help our cause one bit. So that's uh, my little short statement on a pagan understanding of Christmas. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much. We have 52 holy days a year where we can celebrate your son, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. We thank you so much for that. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to honor your day meditate on you and to commune with you on that day that you have given us, not some pagan day that men have made up. In Jesus' name, amen.